We can start with the precepts. Aham Bhante Tisarinasa Atanga Samanagatang Uposate Silang Dhammang Yachami Anugang Katawa Silang Data Me Bhante Tudiyampi Aham Bhante Tisarinasa Atanga Samanagatang Uposate Silang Dhammang Yachami Anugang Katawa Silang Data Me Bhante Tadiyampi Aham Bhante Tisarinasa Atanga Samanagatang Uposate Silang Dhammang Yachami Anugang Katawa Silang Data Me Bhante Yamang Vadamitang Vadita Namotasa Bhagavato Harahato Sama Sambuddhasa Buddham Saranang Chami Dhammang Saranang Chami Sanghang Saranang Chami Dudimpi Buddham Saranang Chami Dhammang Saranang Chami Sanghang Saranang Chami Tadiyampi Buddhang Saranang Chami Dhammang Saranang Chami Sanghang Saranang Chami Tisaranagamanang Padipunang Panatipata Veramini Sikapadang Samadhyami Adinadana Veramini Sikapadang Samadhyami Abrakmacharya Veramini Sikapadang Samadhyami Musavada Veramani Sikapadang Samadhyami Suramireya Majapamadatana Veramani Sikapadang Samadhyami Vikala Bhojana Veramani Sikapadang Samadhyami Nacha Gita Vadita Visukadasana Malagandha 
Vilipana, Dharana, Mandana, Vibhusanatana, Veraminisika Padang Samadhyami, Uchasayana, Mahasayana, Veraminisika Padang Samadhyami, Share the merit. Idang may si lang asava kayang vayang utu. Idang may punyang nibanas acha utu. Mama punya bagang sabasatanang bajimi te sabi. Me samang punya bagang la bantu. So today, <coughs> to start, uh, uh, we'll talk about something very important. It's about the weather. <laughs> so often when we, uh, when we meet each other, we say, oh, it was a nice day today, or oh, yesterday it was uh, rainy. And so uh, the weather is very important in our life. You know that uh, in North America, uh, in the world, we are the people who are taking the weather so seriously that uh, it's a very important topic in our conversation. But uh, we take it so seriously that uh, sometimes when we have visitors, then uh, we almost feel uh, obliged to apologize, uh, to apologize if the weather is not nice. So I'm very sorry today. Uh, today it's not, uh, it's not sunny or... It seems that we are responsible. We take the responsibility for the weather that is happening in the world. So is it possible for us to control the weather, to control the wind, to control the rain, to control uh, these uh, external uh, manifestations of nature that are so powerful? Mm. No, it's not possible. So the weather today, like uh, anyway, if you listen to the news or if you are paying attention, no, you are all silent, so you don't know, maybe no. But uh, they are uh, announcing a report, you know, for the for today or for tomorrow, and there will be very strong winds, the kind of hurricane. Did you know about that? Did you hear? Huh? No. Okay. So you see, it's not very important. <laughs> but if you were to listen to the, to, the, to the people, it's a big deal, because nowadays the weather is very, um, very um, uh, shaky, so the, the winds are very strong, and it's going to come here, uh, you know, in the weekend, maybe tonight or tomorrow, so apparently it's, uh, very, it's uh, very fast, maybe some of the, of the winds, I don't know exactly, but I heard maybe 90 miles per hour or something, 
So if you see tree falling, then don't worry about that. <laughs> so uh, then I thought, oh, how can we relate that, uh, you know, the relation of the, the weather with the, with the Buddhist teachings? And uh, the one sutta that you probably know is uh, in the Sangyutta Nikaya, they, they, they compare the they compare the different twins that uh, happen in the world and uh, the Buddha says oh in the world you know there are the winds coming from the north the winds coming from the south or the west or the east the, from up or from below from everywhere you have dusty winds you have clear winds you have hot winds cold winds strong winds light winds all kinds of winds. That's the nature. And then he says, as a simile, he says, in the same way, in our own body, in this body, there are different types of sensations that arise, Vedana. And then he just classifies these Vedana in three types, and he says, there are pleasant sensations, unpleasant sensations, and neither pleasant nor unpleasant sensations. So, uh, a bhikkhu, or a meditator, who clearly understand, who is uh, mindful and developed uh, full understanding or discernment, remains uh, equanimous, or remains as an observer, and then by being detached, then he understands also the origin and the cessation of the, of the sensation, the, ces the cessation and the arising, the arising and the cessation of suffering. So, uh, so here the relation is that uh, with the external elements, you know, and then with the internal element. And today there was somebody actually who was more knowledgeable than uh, most of you, and uh, who reported to the Sadhu that, oh, she had heard about the, about the hurricane coming, coming. And then this created in her a, a sense of uh, insecurity, a sense of, uh, uh, a sense of, uh, I don't know, but it was not so uh, comfortable the way she, she described it. So we see that actually the, we, we can transpose the, the weather, outside weather, and also with the, what is happening in our, in our self. So our self is full of these uh, four elements. It's full of elements, physical elements. And these elements are creating... Uh, there is a dynamic there that is creating all kinds of, uh, of experience. And the ex these experiences are related in the sense of feeling. We feel something. So the temperature, actually, you know, I mean, in the sense of uh, up and down, of... Uh, what is happening there is in relation to the four physical elements, but also in relation to the mind element. So the emotions, the mental content that we are generating, that we are cultivating or that we are processing, all these mental events manifest themselves as a physical sensation. These emotions have an effect on the body and then it's, uh, it is expressed and it is uh, experienced with the, 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 the physical sensations. F sensations by themselves are the mind, 
like it's a mental part without the without the mind then we cannot feel the body the body is just elements so without the mental element uh, the body cannot be felt without consciousness we cannot know so the feeling themselves are part of the mind so if someone is to develop uh, that sensitivity or if someone is to develop uh, the quality of observation where the person or where oneself will be able to uh, uh, to investigate and then to understand what is that and uh, by being able to observe it then we can understand how it is arising how it is passing away and also we can understand the place beyond these fluctuations of up and down, pleasant, unpleasant, neutral, un neutral. Or we can find a place in ourselves where we are not uh, affected by uh, these up and down of uh, the experiences of life. Experiences of life are conditioned by external stimuli and also they are conditioned by, by internal reactions. So these experiences of life, we cannot control them. They are like the nature. So how do we face them? How do we understand them? How do we make use of them to grow and then also, well, to live properly? So this is all our meditation is, is, is related to that. Hmm? We understand nature, nature inside, nature outside, and then we develop the quality of observation. Today I didn't know exactly what to talk about and I thought, oh yes, you know, like observation is so important. This is meditation. So I look in the dictionary about contemplation and then also all kinds of uh, things that I could elaborate on, you know. And then I got my head so big that uh, I was confused. I didn't know what to tell you. And you see, I have not a single note. <laughs> and uh, my head is just not, not so well. It's like uh, the wind, you know. So... Uh, I looked about the observation, the, the, the definition of observation. And it, it's kind of interesting now with our society, with the, the modern uh, you know, type of information we are available, a lot of knowledge can we get. No? So in the word observation, there were uh, different details that I may come back later on, but there was a definition related to science, the definition related to philosophy, and the definitions re related to physics, and things like this. So observation is a part of, uh, of uh, human conditions that uh, bring knowledge, because uh, without observation we cannot uh, know, we cannot uh, understand something. So now in relation to our meditation, like uh, uh, you have been uh, told, trying to concentrate on the breath or you know, other types of meditation uh, subjects and also uh, to the four elements in your body. So all these things are meditation subjects, but all, they are also uh, tools or they are also ways uh, by which we are going to develop or by which we are developing a quality of observation.
So observation in relation to art or in relation to painting, for example, how can we develop, how oh, is an artist going to uh, develop uh, a sense of uh, observation when uh, the person is involved into a painting? So first, I will say that uh, the object that the person wants to paint or reproduce or uh, draw has to be clear. It has the person should know what he is looking at. And also there are different perspectives by which the, the object can be looked at. Like you have some paintings and uh, they are sometimes you have the, like I don't remember who was the painter, but uh, uh, he stood, the person stood in front of a church. I think it was in, in France or somewhere in Europe. And the painting is the same church, like a cathedral. And it was the same church in different uh, period of the day. So you had, you had the church at the early in the morning and then uh, late in the morning, then the church uh, at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, then at 5 o'clock and then at dawn also. So because uh, the, the, the light was different, so because the light was different on the uh, structure, the same structure, the same picture, the same image, the same focus of the mind on the same object, but still the, uh, the perception of it and then the angle that uh, the light was giving was different. So this is one thing that we have to consider, depending on the uh, light, or depending on how to say the, uh, depending on the luminosity, luminosity that uh, our uh, sight is uh, giving to the object, then we may have a different uh, view, uh, different uh, idea, different understanding also of uh, of the object, a different also uh, interpretation of the object. So, light here has something to do. This is one thing that uh, we can notice. Another thing is that uh, in order for the person to have a proper painting, then the canvas has to be very stable, isn't it? Like if you paint and then you hold it in your hand, or it's very difficult. So what do we do? They have invented is it called a tripod? How do they call that? You know the easel. Huh? An easel. An easel. So yeah, yeah. You you put the paint in it. So there is three three feet, and then you put the paint there. So then the painting becomes very stable. So then it's good. So then the 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 the, the, the I mean the subjective part of it. Huh? The, the the observer is stable, and then the uh, the object also is stable. This is two things that uh, that we have uh, seen in our meditation. So, if the mind is not stable, and also if the object to of which we are observing is not stable, or it's not focused properly, or it's not very clear, then uh, you know the interpretation we are going to give to it will be not doubtful, but a little little uh, we can question it you know because it's not going to give the best image that uh, we could get out of it you know so we if the, if these two things are not clear so that is the subjective aspect the stability of the the mind that is uh, looking at the thing and also the focus uh, to which the uh, the object is looked at now I'll uh, 
sometimes, you know, I was, uh, I was uh, back in my country, and then I had a friend who was a, a professor of cinema at the college. Uh, and you know how fussy the specialists in any kind of field are when they want. Mm? So we were working together with, uh, you know, a nice uh, uh, documentary film. It was very nice. You know, everything was uh, really good, the content and uh, the quality of the image. But my friend, my friend, <laughs> he didn't stop criticizing all the time, again and again. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so I, <coughs> I didn't bother, you know, the film was really uh, interesting enough so that uh, we didn't care about him. And then at the end, you know, we said, what did you have to open your mouth and just... Uh, B b bother us with your comments like this, you know. And he said, did you, didn't you realize that the picture is not stable? The guy, the cameraman, didn't have, he was not using the, how do you call that, the tripod? Oh, the tripod, huh? So the cameraman was just doing it on a, because they were going on a pilgrimage or something, you know. So it was, the, 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 the image was not very clear. <laughs> So for a specialist, the quality of the, you know, the stability of the observator, the, the stability of the one who is observing is very, very important. And then, and then also it makes a difference if you are, I mean, if you are ready uh, to look for the details. And also if you, if, you are, if, you are to, if you are to look for the quality. So in, in the meditation we are looking for details. We are looking for clarity, and also we are looking for quality. So that means we need to find a tripod, you know. And of course, I mean, the tripod, what is the, 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 the simile that comes to us is the Sira Samadhi Panya. Ah! <laughs> but also, <laughs> but also, also, it's just the, 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 the balance, you know, the balance that we can have. <laughs> so the balance, you know, the, 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 the quality of observation, the quality of upeka, actually. Upeka, no? The, 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 the word, which means to observe. Uh, there are many other words also that are related to... Uh, observation. <coughs> but the upeka is a very important. And the upeka also, like uh, someone was asking this week about, uh, uh, about how to balance the effort. And I mean, we have not stopped talking about that, but still the questions is rising again and again. But uh, this week, you know, the Sado said to a person who asked uh, again the same thing that, well, effort, effort we don't need to, effort means the effort to bring the mind back to the meditation object. That's all. It's not to push or to fight or to, you know, just to, to, to overdo something. It is just to give the proper effort, the proper amount of uh, attention, the proper, the proper amount of balance uh, to keep the object in the mind. So to be very clear about what we are observing and also to be able to to keep our aim, to keep our uh, objective, our object very present uh, uh, in our mind. So, uh, of course, the effort also has to be balanced, like too much effort is not good, because 
because you get agitated and also not enough uh, effort is not good because uh, we get uh, sleepy and drowsy. But also in the related to the effort you know, over here, yeah. then uh, another word also that is uh, that that can be connected with uh, viria and it's the uh, viria viriu pekka. So there is a quality of uh, effort that is to get that is coming together with uh, equanimity upekka, and uh, this is exactly when uh, the effort doesn't need to be balanced anymore. Huh? So when the effort is, uh, doesn't need to be, you know, to, to, to be balanced uh, on either way, uh, then, uh, then there is equanimity because we are in the middle. So to be in the middle is, means uh, the, the state of balance, the state of uh, a perfect uh, equipose. And by the way, equipose, do you know the word, what, where it is coming? So equipose is equal, you know, equi is the Latin word for to, to be equal. And pose is coming also from the Latin, and it means to wait, you know, the weight. So I don't know if it has to do with paisan or, you know, the, the, the money, or the weight before, like the pound. So, not the pound, the pound. So, like it is, it was related, I think, to to the quality of the weight that uh, that were used in uh, in exchanging goods. You know, at the beginning they didn't have money, so they were exchanging two bags of rice or two bags of wheat with uh, wheat uh, with uh, I don't know one bag of uh, of grapes or something like this. <laughs> so then they had to they had to wait. So uh, then they, the the word equipose became. Uh, in relation to that one, the, the, the weight of the, the two sides of the balance were equal. So it is also the same thing with the upeka, upeka or the, the, the effort when we are actually in the middle, when the, it's fair amount, you know, we don't cheat on the one way or the other one. So that word upeka actually can be a little bit more elaborated, but I'm not going to do it uh, tonight. So that was about the weather report. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would like today, uh, because I don't have some things that, that was pretty prepared, you know, so if uh, you have a question that, uh, that, is, that seems important to you or you think that it will be also pertinent to, to develop, you know, then we, we, uh, we, you just feel very comfortable and <coughs> we'll try to discuss it a little bit. Electrical impulse. Yes. Wow. <laughs> yes. Now, now we are switching to science. The well, you can, yes. You can feel those impulses. Yes. And yeah. Within the explanations of the various elements. Yeah. That's not included. Because I didn't have electricity in these days. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all a question of. Uh, uh, how they say it's a question of uh, 
It's a question of perspective. So also the perspective means also the, 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 the frame of reference. So frame of reference uh, in science is something very important. So, uh, so how can we explain that in uh, relation to science or to electricity? One thing I know is that uh, I have met with a meditation teacher, you know, uh, last year, and uh, he is an electrical engineer by profession. And uh, he was saying that uh, at the university he asked his professor, what is electricity? And they didn't even know. So they didn't know what was electricity. But uh, actually, uh, I am not a scientific and I'm far from being an engineer, so I am going to give, a, you know, just a few tentative explanation, uh, very simple. But uh, when I looked, you know, last week, I, I, I looked into the, 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 the science theory, theory of, uh, you know, the, the theory, the, the quantum physics and the, also the string theory. And then something there that was very interesting, actually it is very interesting, the, the, the aspect of science, where science can lead us uh, in the way of uh, observing details. So quantum, quantum physics is, uh, is observation of very minute details of, uh, of the universe. And uh, the string theory was elaborated also out of that, you know, to get more detail uh, related to, or maybe to explain another hypothesis regarding uh, the, 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 the regarding the, 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 the physics themselves. So there, uh, uh, they showed it also with the image. Unfortunately, uh, I, we don't have the video thing, but uh, the image was uh, was. They started, the, 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 what they use also is, is relevant to us because uh, the, 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 the scientific was uh, explaining about his team, you know, Brian Green, I think, his name, something, like, yeah. So uh, he was uh, demonstrating, uh, you know, the theory with a uh, with, uh, candle holder. So there was a candle, just to give an example, you know, how it applies, how the is, uh, you know, theory applies to analyzing materiality. So there was a picture of the candle holder, and then the camera zoomed into it, you know, with a, with a special, uh, you know, a, a special, uh, how to say, special, uh, lens. Yeah, special lens, or also a special, uh, graphics and uh, it was not, it was a little bit artificial, it was created, the image was created. But uh, the zoom itself, zoom to very, very, to space and then also to just enlarge the whole picture of uh, inside the candle holder. And then they, 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 they came with a scheme of, uh, you know, I'm not a scientific, but uh, they came to the, uh, to the structure of an atom, I think. And then in the atom, you have the neutron and then the proton and the uh, electron. And uh, well, I, now after, after that, I am lost, you know. So, <laughs> but uh, uh, they were saying that actually in the minute uh, particle of, uh, of the constituent of matter, there is a lot of space, first of all, 
and also i mean you just you you know but uh, you because you ask the, the the question you know then i try to relate it to electricity so if i go too far you say okay now wait a minute no you are completely <laughs> off you please eh? <laughs> so um, then there is space you know in the atom and then those particles i mean those uh, very uh, these things they go around the neutron or i don't know and uh, then then the, 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 I think the string theory, I may be completely wrong, uh, please forgive me, but uh, it is that uh, there they go into splitting again, I think the, the matter a little bit more, but one thing that, that they emphasize is that maybe what we are looking at uh, can be looked with different perspective. So they were explaining the different perspective to which they were aiming at, at uh, describing different uh, dimensions that we can have on reality, depending on uh, how we look at them. And then also they said that, uh, well, if we want to really prove our theory, we need 10 dimensions, and then uh, probably there is a way where they, they, they will add another uh, six dimensions to the four dimensions that uh, is the normally known. And, uh, and then this is how it goes, you know. But uh, one word, one key word there that is related to your question is that uh, they found out that uh, the, these particles themselves are just uh, uh, electromagnetic field or something like this. So that means the, 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 the matter we think that is permanent, like a rock or you know, metal or anything that we look at, we think, no, this is permanent, like the wood or anything we are looking at, actually is just composed of particles, and then just composed of minute uh, subatomic particles. And then these uh, minute subatomic particles, they are just a mass of energy. It is just a, an electric field of uh, vibrations. So, uh, so it is just vibrations and energy. But energy and vibrations can also be, uh, can also be evaluated in the way of uh, the four elements. Or you can add also other elements, you know, as you like, but uh, uh, it is just physical elements. And, uh, and then the fire element is the same thing. Like electricity can be, uh, can convey to us different, uh, different, you know, different things like uh, the elect with electricity we can we can do we can have light with electricity uh, electricity can be converted with uh, heat and also electricity can can move things you know so there are different uh, aspects that electricity can take so uh, so what was your question yes the whole thing runs on electrical impulses that's yeah. how we sense things actually. Yes, yes, yes. Although we can't feel those impulses all the time. However, at certain times, everyone gets this little little sensation, finger, and your whole body jumps. Yes, yes. You know, it stimulates the yes. whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Like this and, yeah. And so there are sensations that are caused electrically that you can experience. Yeah. And I was simply, the question was, where would that fall in relationship to understanding the body as four elements, is that a fire element? Well, it's probably, it, it is the dynamic of the elements. 
So sometimes the, the fire itself will, what is the fire doing, you know, like as an energy, like the trains, you know, the, the vapor trains, or what this fire is doing as an energy. Fire is creating heat, and then that heat is, is affecting the elements, and especially, uh, especially the wind element, you know, for example. So the heat, if there is we heat, like, like they say it's a heat wave, actually, the wind there. Because of the heat wave, the, 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 the wind blows very strongly. And then because of the, the different uh, wind uh, uh, problem, uh, because of different temperature, the, the, the change, the, the fluctuation of, of temperature can also affect the strength of the winds. So here we see that the heat is, is affecting the winds. And then the wind affects uh, the winds affect uh, probably the earth. Huh? And then also the earth. Uh, the earth is, uh, is kept together with the water. So because of the pushing of the air on the earth, huh? then uh, then the the, 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 the the distension or the, the, the pressure that it that it brings about uh, force the, the, the water to force the, the, the earth to separate or, or to be to change shape or, or you know because the, the water is is keeping the, 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 the earth together. So anyway, it's a dynamic, and then you know, like if we take it to the body, they say that uh, too much wind is causing uh, headache, or too much wind also is causing uh, abdominal problems, or many uh, diseases are related to uh, to wind element. So the thing is that uh, the wind is is uh, is creating a pressure, and then that pressure uh, is uh, disturbing the earth element in our body, and then. Out of that, we get the painful feeling. So, uh, like by knowing the physical elements hmm, in our body very well, then uh, then we know uh, we know them actually through feelings. Like now, those who are doing the fundamental meditation, they will say now pushing hardness, roughness, softness, huh? and then lightness, heaviness, and uh, uh, pressure, and things like this. So. These things are uh, the object of the body consciousness. So these objects are potabharamana, that is the object of sense contact. But uh, these objects of sense contact, this is passa. So the contact is with what? The contact is with the material elements, with other material elements, whether uh, inside or outside. And then that contact, passa, which is actually a mental factor, cannot arise without the sensation. So when there is a contact, immediately there is a sensation. So it's very difficult to separate what is the difference and uh, how do we separate the, the, the contact from the sensation. It's almost impossible. And sometimes they are identical. But the, 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 the sensation themselves will be related to the, uh, not the emotional aspect, but to the uh, the, the, the agreeable or disagreeable uh, tone of uh, the experience itself. So, this is all. This is all. But uh, 
Uh, but the thing is that uh, when we come to a very subtle awareness of uh, our body with a very balanced mind and also uh, with uh, a lot of clarity and a lot of precision, we see that uh, this body is just the physical elements. And then, of course, you know, once the, the, the material aspect of the body is uh, distinguished, then also we can see, ah, now there is the body, and the body also is arising with the mind. So, how to separate the, that, you know, the body and the mind? Or not to separate it, but how to understand it? How can we not be affected? Like there is also in that, uh, you know, in the in the in that Buddhist teaching about Vedana. Again, in the Sanyutta Nikaya, they say that uh, actually uh, there are like those three types of feeling, or sometimes feelings can be classified in two, or in five, or in six, or eighteen, in thirty-six, and then in hundred six. Or you know, there is a lot of classification can, that can be done with the feelings, but there. Uh, they were saying that actually there are two types of feelings. And uh, for example, if you have something that is very unpleasant, like if you, if uh, somebody uh, bangs against something very hard, or you know you receive something very hard on the somewhere on the body, then the sensation is going to be very unpleasant. So this is one type of sensation. But together, this is the physical sensation. Hmm? But what happens also is that uh, another type of sensation will arise together with it, and this is a mental sensation. So, uh, so out of one experience, we get two interpretations, or we get two, uh, two, two perspectives. And then if we relate it to suffering, then uh, we can say that uh, we get double suffering because of the mind. So at least, you know, the mental aspect can be controlled. So uh, we can experience unpleasant sensation, you know, whether physical or mental, but the second type of sensation is not necessary for us. Huh? And this is, the, this is where meditation plays a role. That is, whether, whatever we experience, then we try not to be affected with uh, dislike or liking or, you know, pleasant or, you know, craving or aversion. And also, we try not to reinterpret the experience. If there is painful feeling, there is just painful feeling. There is not my pain or my knee that is hurting. It's just unpleasant sensation. We don't create another type of a sensation out of that. But when we, when we do the four-limit meditation, actually it is very interesting because we see the dynamic of material process. And then also if we are to do that type of meditation, uh, like some people are, are asking, what is this? What am I looking at? You know, like uh, you, you jump from, uh, from those very hygienic states, you know, where it's very blissful, everything is beautiful and infinite and so peaceful, and then you just get grounded in this dirty atomic body, you know, where you see kalapas and all kinds of, of I mean, the things that are not, uh, it's not really the first interest of all of you. So when you come back to this thing, you know, <laughs> see what the mess is there, you know. It's not very easy. Uh, 
So, so what's the purpose? Yes, once again. Once, what's the purpose of, uh, of looking at that? The purpose is, okay, now this is what we have. This, this body is the tool in which we are going to live. This is the tool that we, that, that we, that, that we it, this is the medium by which we know life, that we, the, the, with which we, 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 we will understand the, the life and also, well, the, the, the whole universe. So, uh, so, how do I know it? How can I know it? Can I know it also without the mind interacting? Huh? Because, of course, if it's not... Uh, we, we want to control the weather there, no? So, we like sunny days, and uh, sometimes it can rain, because of course if it's not raining, how are, how, how are we going to eat? No, the, 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 our crops are not going to, to grow. So, a little bit rain, you know, from time to time, but not every day, not all the days, you know. That's, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's to get sick. So we, we want a minimum of, of control towards that. But actually, the thing is that we, we are not able to control it. But the more we know about the body without... Uh, it's also almost impossible not to be uh, involved in the observation. It's al almost al impossible not to influence the observation when we are looking at something. But uh, nevertheless, just trying to, to see the body as physical phenomenon, and to see also, uh, to see how the mind is arising out of it, because the the uh, one reason they give there, you know, they say like in the text they say, ah, oh, they say that because Buddhism they say no no the mind is more important the mind is very important you know, but uh, here they say, if someone wants to know the mind, if we want to know our mind, then one uh, principle is that uh, we should know what is not the mind. So by looking at the body just as physical phenomenon, we are, we can, as much as we can, we can uh, develop uh, a perception of materiality. And then to see, okay, now this is materiality. This is not the mind. Materiality, actually, we cannot really control it. But the mind without matter, it comes together. But, but uh, is it possible to see material phenomena? Like we are eating, so as when we have put something in our mouth and then digesting it, you know, in the stomach, when has it become ours? When has that food becomes uh, our uh, mind? Like, I mean, if we are body, if we, are, we, if we cannot separate body from the mind, or mind from the body, that means we are, we are, the mind is the body. We think like this, we, you say, who are you? And then uh, you say, well, I am, uh, I am the guy with the long hair, you know, and uh, with the spectacles. Or we define ourselves with the body, with our body, very often. And if we don't define ourselves with the body, then we define ourselves with the mind. Or sometimes also we define, not sometimes, but most of the time, we define ourselves with, um, with uh, our mind and our body. But what happens also, uh, when we get old, then, then we, 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 some, some may, may not like, oh, well, I am that old woman, you know, with uh, gray hair, and uh, I have become this and that, and we don't like so much 
Why? Because we don't we, we, we judge. We judge and then we identify us ourselves with it. And then think also about the really old people who are in sickness and really with a mess. You know, sometimes our body can really be a mess. Like uh, before we die, it's not always very pleasant and it's just like uh, all the machine is going, is blowing up the part, you know, so. Uh, to go in details is not, uh, <laughs> is not, <laughs> is not the, 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 I'm not going to tell about that. <laughs> but the identification we have with the process is what is making us uh, suffering. And also the, the, the uh, yes, so is there a place uh, in our mind, is there a place in the universe where we cannot be affected by the changing phenomenon? Where we cannot be, where we can be, uh, where we can be not affected by the weather, by this, by this weather. So actually, it just comes back to the to, to the elements and the way we experience them. So, for example, the the meditation on the four elements. Hmm? Uh, there are many uh, ways to look at it. There are many ways also to develop to develop it. So first, we we need to identify. Okay, now what is this? You know. So we say like we go with the characteristics, and then we try to find out. Okay, now this is the earth. You know, and then this is the water. This is the fire. This is the wind, etc. And uh, and then we analyze the causes, and then we analyze uh, how it is uh, how it has. Uh, come into, uh, into being, you know, because of the food, or because of the weather, or because of uh, the mind, or whatever the reasons. We try to identify the, the, the reasons for the material phenomenon to, uh, to manifest themselves. But also, uh, the meditation on the four elements is, can give us uh, an attitude of, uh, of perspective. Uh, it, it can give us uh, an attitude of uh, really a meditation attitude because uh, if we see that uh, these uh, physical phenomenon cannot be controlled, then we, we, we can be detached from it. So very often, not very often, but in some cases, they say now you look at this body and then you see the earth in your body and then, then after that you look at the earth outside and then you extend the earth as much as you can with your mind and you see where. If we are to throw rubbish or you know any kind of things that is uh, disgusting on the earth, will the earth complain? Hmm? The earth will not complain. And the same thing with the ocean, the water that is there, you know, the infinite oceans. If we are to throw garbage and pollution, and of course we won't like it. You know, we are very sensitive, so we don't like the water to be polluted and so. But the the water itself. Does it say anything? We look. Uh, I mean, the Earth is just uh, in the evolution. It's not. Uh, is there really a pollution in the world? We, it's just matter. You know, it's just uh, we 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 take we we transform we transform natural phenomenon and then we bring them to the nature, the gas, the pollution. Well, it's not good for our lungs, and it's really a lot of pollution. It's really bad for the trees and. But actually, it's just natural. If we look at the, the amount of pollution that a volcano is, uh, is, is producing, it's just, I think it's very strong. You know, the smoke that is there is really bad. 
So there are, but if we know now this is a volcano, it's okay. But if we know that this is the, again, this is the, 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 the car of our neighbor, <laughs> you know, from months he didn't repair his muffler, and it's just, uh, you follow, and it's just a, a black cloud there, right? And so then we get very upset about that because of the identification. But in the end, it's just, it's just material phenomena. So the same thing with the, with the wind or with the fire, you know. So these four elements can give us a sense of perspective and also a sense of, uh, of uh, detachment. And then the more we get detached with the phenomenon, then the more objective, the more clear, the more, uh, the more balanced we are. And the more balanced we are, then the, be the better our judgment. So if the purpose of our, of our meditation is to, is to come with a clearer mind, to, cl to come with a clearer view of our life and how to lead our life in a better way, then the only thing to do is to, I mean, not the only thing to do, but uh, the, the, the thing to do is, to, is really to balance our mind and then to, to clean our eyes and uh, to clean our mind to, 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 to attain to to something, well, to a vision of reality that is, as much as we can, closer to reality. Well, always it will be subjective, but as much as we can, we try to, to, to come uh, as close as possible to the reality. So, one day all of you are going to see electron and neutron and all kinds of things in your body. Maybe. But the way you interpret it also, is again relative. So it will depend on, on your frame of reference and also it will depend on your culture and then also the time, the epoch in which, you, in which we are living. But the phenomenon are the same. The phenomenon are the same. We are just body and then this body, whether, whether we call that or whether we see the body as anato anatomical parts, you know, or whether we see the body as a really beautiful things, or whether we see the body as a physical elements or chemical uh, reaction is just uh, is just the body, and uh, and then there are very uh, various uh, point of view and very various uh, also attitude that we can uh, we can develop towards it. So I think it was a long reply to that question. <laughs> <laughs> so do you, do you have another question? I have two questions. Uh, when the QMA session, you mentioned sustainable level insight. Uh, would you please clarify what level of insight are sustainable? And a related question, are there such things, sustainable dharmas? If so, under what condition? About sustainable jhana and sustainable insight. Yes. What are the conditions and if it is possible to maintain that? Huh? What are the conditions and if it is possible to maintain sustainable insight and sustainable uh, jhana? This is what you ask? Uh, you mentioned sustainable insight. What are the sustainable level of insight? Sustainable. Yeah, that's what you uh, use the word sustainable level of insight. Sustainable, does he say? Do you say sustainable to sustain? Yes? Uh, 
because I, I don't, uh, I, I'm, English is not my mother tongue. Sustainable. Yes. Okay, to sustain it. Yes. Yeah, so uh, insight cannot be, can be sustained, can be sustained for a long time. This is what you are trying to do here. This is what we all try when we develop meditation. Like, uh, of course, in intensive practice, in intensive uh, dedication to something specific, then there is more chance to, to develop sustainability. Hmm? So, the more we practice, the more the practice becomes part of our life. The more the practice becomes part of our uh, view, of our, of our way of, uh, of seeing the things. So vipassana, insight, is a way to see things. So the more we practice it, the more it becomes part of our nature. So it is possible to maintain sustainable uh, insight. And then sustainable jhana, uh, this is depending more on conditions and uh, it is more it is more related to uh, to the supportive conditions so uh, some people will be able to sustain jhanas you know if they have very strong concentration whatever it will be the the environment or the conditions in which they will be whatever food they are eating or their mind is so strong they are they will be able to maintain their jhana but uh, it's more uh, it's more demanding and also uh, it's a little bit more difficult, so sometimes uh, you cannot maintain the jhanas all the time because uh, it is also very fluctu fluctuable. So that's why uh, to get a strong uh, foundation with the insight practice is, uh, is also recommended because uh, uh, insight is something that can be adapted more to the, the, to, to, to the experience in which we are. So it's more adaptable to the circumstances, whereas the jhana or the practice of uh, tranquility, uh, the factors in which we are are kind of uh, important. So the food or the tranquility you see here, you know, like you try to develop jhana and some of you are, just the slightest noise can be annoying. So that means that the, that means that the, the conditions are important for developing jhana. Of course, once it is attained, then it's a, uh, it can be preserved, but uh, still the exercises and the, the daily practice and the regular, uh, uh, it's like a muscle training, you know, you have to keep your mind uh, engaged in these things to maintain them. And what are the conditions for that, uh, the, for, the, for the samatha to arise is, is the present conditions and uh, a state of mind where uh, the mind uh, will be uh, having a kind of happiness and uh, the happiness especially of uh, having a good livelihood, uh, the happiness of having a good sila. So the happiness that will be generated by good living will support uh, a mind that is calm, uh, a mind also that is serene, and a mind that is concentrated. And uh, for the vipassana, the conditions that will uh, give rise to the vipassana is, uh, is the level of uh, the level of clarity that the mind will have. So often the, 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 the degree of concentration that one will be having will influence a lot uh, the quality of the insight that the person will be uh, uh, able to maintain.
Yes. Yes. You had a very strong samatha, yes. It was because of his livelihood. Like he was a monk. So monks are more lucky than you. Like they don't have responsibility. But also sometimes if you were a monk, maybe you would think oh, uh, they are more lucky than you. But in regarding to meditation, uh, we can say that uh, uh, monks are more lucky because they don't have much responsibility. So their obligation is not that demanding. And also the purity of their livelihood is not uh, so challenging to the to the balance of the mind. So because of uh, these conditions, it's, uh, it's easier for them to maintain the samadhi. And uh, also that monk, for example, and uh, many monks actually that, uh, uh, that are living you know, in many places, uh, they develop a lot of metta, because metta is part of the, uh, it's uh, almost a condition in monasteries. So the practice of metta is, is a way that uh, the monastic community, whether it's monks or nuns, are functioning well together. So it's an important uh, aspect of uh, Buddhism, and uh, it's something that is practiced. So those uh, monastics who are just, uh, since they are young, they are in that environment, then the, their mind is kind of very pure, and also is having a lot of metta. So uh, if someone is having metta, then there is not much that can obstruct the, concent the concentration. And, uh, and by the way, someone was asking, I think this week, that uh, the person said, no, uh, I feel that I want to, to, to share with uh, all the universe, not only with the beings, but uh, I want to, to extend my uh, merits or my goodwill also to the plants and also to the uh, environment itself. So uh, then I thought, oh well, you know, it doesn't mean that uh, because we say no sabbe sata sabbe uh, deva and then all that, you know, related. It's only related to the to the beings, you know, to to, to the to the beings uh, uh, as such. It can also be related to the vegetations, or it can also be related to the plants, the trees, and the earth. And but themselves, they they are inanimate, you know. Like they they, they don't have, a, according to Buddhism, they don't have a mind. There is an energy there that will make them grow, or like I've, as we have seen, I think uh, this week that, they, that there is a law, some law, you know. So uh, they don't have the. They are not under the law of karma. It's not under that. But uh, nevertheless, our metta also can be uh, directed towards that. And, uh, and then, yes, it can be directed towards vegetation. Like uh, there is a community somewhere, you know, that uh, I read a few, few years ago. And uh, the community was uh, growing vegetables. So... Uh, they wanted to prove that the power of loving kindness was influencing the vegetables or the, the, the you know the, the the vegetations itself and then they were they had taken as an example the growth of a watermelon and then they, they were giving every day a lot of meta to their watermelon 
And then at the end of the summer, they came out with watermelons. It was just <laughs> amazing. And I don't think they had, they, they, according to them, they didn't put fertilizer. They said, no, it's just the power of our metta. So who knows how metta can influence, you know, even vegeta vegetables. Just then, then to come back to our monk, you know. So uh, I knew also another monk who, who was saying, no, no, when I practice metta, I don't give metta only to, to human beings. It was very original, that monk. It was not this one, you know, but... Uh, another one, and then he, sa he was saying, no, uh, when I practice metta, it's not only towards uh, beings in, in general. I give metta to my pillow, I give metta to the table, and then also to everything, you know, the candle, everything, he was giving metta. So that means, that means as soon as you open your eyes, as soon as you are in touch with something, uh, you know, whether the sound or the, 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 the body, or you give metta, so your mind is full of metta. That means also that the, the, the noise is not going to disturb you because, because you love. You, the, there is nothing in your mind that will be uh, creating a, an opposition. There is nothing in your mind that will be uh, creating aversion or hatred or feeling of uh, you know, animosity. So the mind will always be uh, subdued, uh, always be under the uh, influence of metta. So somebody who has a very uh, uh, metta, you know, a lot of loving kindness in his mind, then they can develop the jhana very, very, very easily. Huh? And uh, I'm sure that uh, you can also do it, you know, like we don't teach it officially because the way that the Venerable Sardo is teaching metta is very precise and also very methodic and also very detailed and then he does not want to uh, to elaborate too much on that but actually it's part of the practice so from time to time you can develop metta and then you do it your own way you know and uh, you see the influence it has on, on the mind and uh, you all know uh, you all know how much uh, the practice of metta is uh, it can boost can uplift the mind to a very great extent and once the mind is in metta then you don't care if uh, somebody is coughing in the hall, or you don't care about anything, because your mind is full of metta. So, so that monk, anyway, he was uh, he, he was having this quality of mind, and uh, and then his concentration, he didn't have difficulty with that. Yeah. So some people can have a kind of permanent, <coughs> you know, it becomes like a, it becomes part of their nature. So whatever situation they are in, they are just uh, all the time full of metta and also uh, they can get the concentration very easily. Yes. Changes like like what? The change of what? Yeah, maybe it is a biological survival mechanism. Like, uh, if there is a noise that uh, may be threatening to our life, you know, then uh, then it will attract the attention. Like also, if you go to sleep, for example, then you're almost almost the way to sleep, and then you are you are you have already uh, started to put the movie on, you know, with the dream. 
and then and then you have the slightest little sound, and then it will take out, take you out of the uh, of your of your own movie or your own thinking. Or so the, the the sound is is reminding you of uh, of the reality of the senses where your body is. So it is also reminding you. It is also a reminder to say, okay, now what, watch out, you know, this can be dangerous or this can be threatening or be attentive, uh, awake, w wake up. So, uh, <coughs> although the jhana are not sleep, uh, there are some little bit of similarity in the sense of switching, you know, you, you, the mind is switching from one dimension to another dimension. So, uh, at that time, uh, noise itself is a disturbance, and this is also, uh, I mean, it's just, uh, it's of use to you, you know, and uh, also it is said in the, in the, in the, in the text that the, 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 the noise is a, is a enemy for the first jhana, so if someone has not a, a strong uh, foundation, a strong uh, grasp of the first jhana, then the sound will be, a, will be a disturbance, but when somebody has a, uh, as strong jhanas, then the, 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 the disturbance are not uh, very much there. Because also when we have not yet developed the, the full jhana, or then the mind has to put the predominance of a specific object, you know, and then always keep that object and make abstraction of every other sense object. So it is very demanding for the mind. The mind has not get Yet the pleasure, the strong uh, pleasure that uh, that the object of jhana is going to 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 bring as a feeding, uh, as a f as a source of uh, as a source of uh, 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 nutritive joy. Well, so because that uh, because of this, then the mind is uh, fighting against anything that is opposing that uh, absorption, anything that is opposing that uh, dedication to something very specific. So, so the mind is uh, always engaged into, not in fighting, but is always engaged into putting effort to okay, now again and again, you know. So uh, there is sometimes a little bit of tension and this is natural, you know, this is natural. So in this case, uh, the sound will be something distracting. And also even if somebody has uh, started to get, to, to, to get a good sense of the jhana, then the sound can still be a distraction because uh, because it attracts the attention and uh, the, the attention being being demanded being demanded then uh, the mind will uh, uh, will diminish the amount of attention it will have to its uh, object of jhana. already 8.30, so we will finish here. <laughs>
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.